Alyssa, she's good on the computer back there, uh, and uh, people may think that's her superpower. Bailey, she's, I'm sure she's got her good things in school and stuff that she's been a part of. They may think it's her superpower. We all, uh, this is something for the seniors, but also something for all of us. We have our areas that we excel in and that we operate in, and, and uh, people think it's our superpower. The uh, worship set this morning, there's only one song in that worship set that was playing. Uh, the rest of it we did on the fly, but God took care of us, and people may think, hey, that's a superpower. And that's what we're going to talk about. What is our superpower this morning? In the book of Psalms, chapter 68, and verse 35. Psalms 68, verse 35. This is our key verse this morning. It says, God... You are all inspiring in your sanctuaries. The God of Israel gives you power, gives, gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. The God of Israel gives power, everybody say power, and strength to his people. Father God, we thank you for this day. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're going to do. Just anoint my voice. And, uh, Father, let me speak what you want me to. Give to me what you want me to present to the people. And, uh, Holy Spirit, let it accomplish what you want it to accomplish. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We all have talents. We all have things that we're good at. You know, the, the Bible talks about us being many members in the body. You know, things that Charity's strong at, I'm not necessarily strong at. She's a secretary at the school. She deals with yahoos all day long. And, uh, and uh, it gets chaotic. Me, amen, just a little bit before church, I walked around the church because I needed a little bit of prayer time and just decompressed a little bit. Amen, because it gets overwhelming. That's not maybe per se my superpower all the time or, or the thing I excel in. But what we need to remember is that every good thing comes from God. It may not seem that it relates to God in any way. I mean, you think football, your first thing that goes through your mind uh, may be Tom Brady or something like that and not God. But if you're good at anything, it's from God. Uh, if it's a good gift. Amen. In the book of James 1, 17 through 18, it says every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. By his own choice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we can be kind, a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Every good gift, every good talent, every good ability that we have, it comes from God. And we need to remember that. Graduates, adults, kids alike, all of us, we need to remember if we're good at something, it's because God made it that way. If we're good at shooting a shotgun, it's because God made it that way. Amen? Yeah. And he might not have chose to make me that way, but I'm good in other areas. Amen? But every good gift, that's our superpower. And we need to give God glory and praise in everything that we do. Amen? Superpowers. There, there are things that we excel in, things that we uh, are maybe better than the normal in, and that we need to remember we can use that stuff for good. Amen? But... What I want to talk about this morning and be sure that we know here for just a few minutes is the things that we have in God that are spiritual. Okay. See, transition happens 
in the earthly world all the time. We have transitions, we have changes, we have seasons. And it's very easy to get wrapped up in the seasons and the things going on. Listen, it's been a busy weekend. It's been a busy week. We've looked for a truck. We've had graduation parties uh, uh, and, uh, and all of this stuff. We've had uh, uh, probably other stuff uh, uh, mixed in there. And it can get tied up, but we must remember our priorities. Amen. That uh, spirit, we got to keep a spiritual mindset in everything that is, that, that's in the world that we're good at. We can reflect. And that comes from a spiritual sense of God. Amen? If you want to turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. What is our superpower? Our spiritual superpowers. Amen? It's easy to see a lot of times in the physical sense what we excel at. Josh has got guns and, you know, he plays football. I seen a video of him tackling some kid in a watering trough the other day. You know, it's no doubt a little bit what he's excelled in physically. Amen. It's easy to see that stuff. But I want us to get, because we need to keep the mindset of being spiritual, what is our spiritual superpowers that we have? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says this, For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. See, people of the world, amen, if you go to college, you get out in the workforce, adults, as you're out in the workforce, people who don't go to church and serve God, they're not going to understand the abilities that you have that other ones that they <laughs> may not have. Okay? Like I said, it's easy to understand. Uh, to see uh, excelling in football and stuff, it's easy to maybe even understand why sometimes. You know, they get in the weight room, they lift weights and stuff, and they build muscle. And it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, genetics sometimes that you can uh, see uh, a mom or dad that's really tall and their kids will be really tall. And so they, it's kind of natural that they go into basketball and things like that. But people in the world, they don't understand the fact that you can have spiritual superpowers. Amen? They may not understand how you can... You can stand and hold firm to Christ when everybody else is doing things that they don't need to do. When the whole world is, is falling apart, you're still holding firm and holding sound and you're not breaking when everything else around you is. That can be a spiritual superpower. And the world is not going to understand that because they don't serve the God that you serve. Right. Yeah. You hold firm to God and He will take care of you. Amen? That's the way it goes. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. They're not going to understand. They're going to think it's foolish for you to go to church. Amen? I heard somebody tell me and Charity one time, you guys go to church a lot. Well, that I don't think that's a bad thing per se. I mean, I understand where they was coming from, but they're not going to understand your relationship with God. And they don't, they don't have to because they're not at that place. That opens the door for you to tell them who God is. Amen? That gives you witnessing opportunities. Well, I go to church because God's been good to me. And I know He lives because He lives inside of me. It might not be seem the coolest because they're not going to understand. But listen, here's what happens. As trials come and you hold your ground and you stand firm and you stand tall and they see 
profanity and stuff and they're falling apart in, in the world and, the, and it seems like uh, they're struggling with the change and, the, and adjusting the way things are. You can hold strong and stand and be firm and make it through with God and they're not going to understand it but it gives you an opportunity to give God glory because you've got God in your heart. Right. Yeah. And this is not only just for the graduates, this is for every one of us. Sometimes the best witness you can be is living a good life for Christ. Sometimes you don't have to say a word. As a matter of fact, sometimes when you say the words, I mean, you get persecuted and they're not going to understand. It may make you feel stupid. If you come across someone like that, shake the dust off your feet and just live the life in front of them. And then that's going to open up questions because they're not going to understand how you're making it when they're not. Right. Yeah. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But it is the power of God to us who are being saved. Graduates, the words of the cross is your power. What, are we, what can we say? The Bible. That's our power. What is the Bible? That's how God communicates to us, tells us, amen, what we have in Him. Right. That's your power. You want to be the best cashier you can be, the best football player you can be, the best anything that you want to be. The power comes from the word of the cross, right. the story of Jesus. I could spend every day in the weight room that I was, that I've been born and still not have nothing. Right. I might, but every good gift comes from God. If I do have it, it's because God's allowed me to have it. Amen. But the priority is the word of the cross, the relationship with God, because that is where it all comes from. Every talent that you have. I want you to understand the talents that you have is not because mom and dad. It's not because of the work that you put in. That plays a part in it. We have to do those things. But ultimately, it comes from God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and I will set aside the intelligence of the uh, intelligent. Amen. He, he gives us the power. When we get into trying to do things ourselves, that's when we fail. Amen. Yes. So what are the, some spiritual superpowers that we have? Amen. Other than our talents and things, what else do we have? Why should we serve this God? In the book of Isaiah 40, 28-31, it says, Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength, or we could put the word power there, to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Use may be, become faint and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. What kind of spiritual superpower are we talking about here? The push. Amen? The push. I'm referencing Josh a lot because I, I like sports and I like football. The coaches push you. Amen? They push you, but you still have to have a drive yourself to do anything. Josh is getting ready to go to college and play football. 
life's going good. But when they don't, my superpower is I can push through because God has promised me in the word. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. I was tired this morning. Amen. Anybody feel better after you've been here than you did when you came? Anybody? Yes. Amen. We, we, we do what we have to do. We do our part. But then we trust God. He will renew their strength. It look not only renew. See, pushing is not only, I mean, getting strength, pushing through the hard times. But listen to this, they will excel, it says, but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar on wings as eagles. That's not just barely making it by when I listen to that. They will soar, that means I'm going to excel, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, at times I mean I'm going to have to flap my, flap my wings to make it through, but then there's times I'm going to sit back and God's just going to glide me through. Right. Amen? He's going to keep me up high. He's going to supply my needs. It says they will run and not be weary. Now listen, me and Blake played basketball the other day. Down at the courts. Dad of, how old am I, 43? Yes. Of 43 years old, I got winded pretty quick. Amen. I was huffing and puffing. I told Blake, I was like, I'm winded right now. Yeah, I'm like, it's been a long time since I did that. But it says they will run and not be weary. Can we just look at that? Even in the physical sense, amen? Life's been busy here lately. But I don't have to be weary. There's things that need to be done that need to be taken care of. Sometimes, I'll be honest, I put too much on myself. Amen? And I don't take enough time, downtime to rest and things like that. It maybe cause myself to be weary. But it don't say here that we will soar on wings as eagles. We will run and not be weary only when you don't do it yourself. God knows we make mistakes. God knows sometimes we maybe push ourselves a little too far. But it says they will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. But we can look at that in a physical sense. Life does get tired, but in a spiritual sense, sometimes we're going to get weary. Sometimes it's going to be easier to go to bed than to read that, that Bible to build that relationship. Some days, I and mean, there's so much going on, it's hard to spend some time with the Lord to work on your relationship with Him, which matters more than anything else in this world. Right. And He will give me the strength to be able to run and not be weary. That's my superpower serving God is I can push through. Listen, there's sometimes in my own life to where I, I, I can look back and I don't know when I went too far as sort of pushing myself till it's already, I'm just like, oh, you know, I, I can't tell. I can't tell when I'm pushing myself too far till it's already done and I'm just completely wore out and I go home and I sleep most of the weekend away or something because I push myself too hard and just exhausted. When's the last time we asked God to give us our strength? Right. The strength that he promised us. Yeah. Youth, adults, amen, there's going to be times to where we're going to get weary, spiritually and physically. He don't define either or, amen, it's all together that we will run and not be weary. And I believe that I, he's going to allow me to soar 
above the situations. I may physically be still walking through them. <laughs> I want you guys to get this concept. There was a whole movie. I ain't going to tell you what it was. Y'all might judge me if I tell you what it was. But it was a guy. He was in jail. He said, my body has to be here, but my mind don't. Amen. Listen, there's a lot of circumstances we may have to physically walk through, but my mind could be dancing with Jesus. Amen. Yeah. There's a song that we need to do. Amen. It's called Dancing on the Graves. Amen. Amen. Sometimes our circumstances could seem like a dead end as a grave, but in my mind, we can be dancing on it. Right. Amen. He's dancing in church. Absolutely. Because I got something to dance about. Yeah, come on, Brad. I just said it was good. <laughs> you know what? I don't think God really cares. I don't think He really cares. We will go through things that God is always on call. Youth, you may seem like you're all alone sometimes. Adults. <laughs> We can't say that just to our youth because adults feel like they're all alone sometimes. Yes. God's always on call. Always. When we trust in Him, when we serve Him, when we live our lives for Him. We will have our valleys and low points, but God will strengthen us. We will gain our strength back. It don't say He'll just help you through it. It says He will renew your strength. It's, it's a Jesus Gatorade is what it is. Amen. He will renew our strength. Amen. Get those spiritual electrolytes back in us. And also so we'll be able to keep on going and not get tired and not faint. So he will allow us. Our spiritual superpower is to push. But it's also the next one that I want to talk about is to have position. Everybody say position. position. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 15 it says this. And he said, listen carefully, all Judah. And all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, Second Chronicles chapter twenty, verse fifteen. I go a little faster or less than I think sometimes. Second <laughs> Chronicles chapter twenty, verse fifteen through seventeen. It says, "And he said, listen carefully, all Jude, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says: Do not be afraid. Everybody say, don't be afraid." Or discouraged because of this vast number. For the battle is not yours, but God. They were getting ready to go into battle. The, the, and, 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 no, not the Amalekites. The, the Ammonites, sorry. The Moabites and the inhabitants of Mount Seir. Can we just say the bites and, and the people? That would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? They came, they, they had this vast number of people, they came to drive them out of their inheritance. You understand that? From the land of Canaan, what God had promised them. They come to drive them out. There was going to be a battle and there was a vast number of them. Yeah. Anybody ever feel like life is just a, a vast amount, just overwhelming, just there's so much. Everything is coming against you. You feel overwhelmed and it's so much. Listen to what it says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast number. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. You will see them coming up 
uh, the ascent of Ziz. I don't know where that's at, but it's kind of a cool name. Amen. And you will find them at the end of the valley facing the wilderness of Jeruel. You do not have to fight this battle. Position yourselves. Everybody say position. Position. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He is with you. Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Tomorrow go out and face him. For the Lord is with you. Our spiritual superpower number two we're talking is the position that God will allow us to be in. What do you mean by that? Amen. I don't have to fight everybody. Right. Amen. I do what I need to do. Amen. If God says kick your feet up three times and shout hallelujah, we're going to do it. Yeah. Amen. But there's going to be times to where the, the trial seems way too big than what the Lord has equipped me uh, to handle right yet. So what do we do? Position ourselves in the right spot. Let me, let, Josh, come here, bud. Let me show you what this position looks like, okay? You're going to be Jesus, okay? I don't know if Jesus was quite as strong as you. You might have been. But, but positioning yourself in this place is not... <laughs> I'm sorry. Position yourself... In this area, I don't think it looks like this. Him being Jesus, and then it says, okay, Jesus, let's take care of what you want me to do. Come on, I got it. You go high, I go down low. Yeah, I don't think that's the way it looks like. It's definitely not like this. This is the way we want to be a lot of times. God, uh, God come on, we need to do this. <laughs> come on, God. <laughs> come on. Come on, we got to hurry. We got to get this done. I'm tired of being in this battle. We got to do it this way. Lift up your arm a little bit. There we go, there we go. Here, 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 there we go. Follow me. You stick with me, we're going to accomplish some things. And that's the mentality we like to have a lot of times. But let me tell you what I think the positioning is. I keep Here's what I think the positioning is. Letting God take the full fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come on, Brad. Come on, flex a little bit. Amen. <laughs> We stand behind God. See, nothing can get to me very clear unless I go through Him. Yeah. Right. Amen? And yeah, Jesus, in reality, might not have had the muscles, but spiritually, nothing is going to defeat Jesus. I don't even think it's behind over to the side. I think it's right behind. Yeah. That may make you comfortable, uncomfortable sometimes. Oh, you go ahead and sit down. But maybe that's the problem. We get a little too uncomfortable letting somebody else handle the situation. There's a trust issue there. Maybe we went through some things, amen, and we've had people come against us. We've had battles that we fought that we tried to handle ourselves, amen, and we've lost them and we want to blame God and we have trouble trusting God because we think that we can handle it. We, we want to be in charge of our own destiny. That's not the way God works. Amen? Did you, did you understand? I mean, the last thing about the push to go through, it says that those who trust in the Lord. Yeah. Amen? So now we're at position. Amen? We, we, we got the push because we trust in Him, so that means I stand behind Him. Anything that comes against me has got to go through Him. There will be times he'll say, yeah, stand up and fight. Do what you need to do. Spend some time in prayer. Fast. I mean, go without a meal a little bit. I and mean, then get your brother.
Position yourselves behind God and let Him take care of the battle because they're not going to get to you without going through Him and nothing is going to get through Him and defeat Him. Amen? Now listen, it may be a little rough ride sometimes. Amen? When Jesus is carrying us through the valley, it may get a little rough. We may feel the wind blowing against our pants leg a little bit. We may kind of, you know, the, kind of the explosions or whatever kind of blow us over to the side a little bit. What do we do? We keep holding on. Yeah. <laughs> I, went to a, I went to a corn maze one time years ago. It's just popped in my head. I don't tell everybody about this a, a whole lot. I don't talk about this a whole lot because it makes me look bad. But it, it relates, trust me. I went to a corn maze one time. I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to those kind of things, somewhat. And some idiot had an air tank come out from the corn maze and like that. And it scared me. And I took off kind of walking like that. And I was with a group of people. I had a hold of the jacket of the lady that helped me in youth. Her name was Shawnee. I had a hold of it. And I was not letting go. It didn't matter if it was coming off. It didn't matter. I was not letting go. Was not letting go. You ever think maybe that's why you need to be with Jesus? Yeah. Sometimes life's scary, guys. I mean, in a spiritual sense, but my superpower is I can position myself behind God and hold on for dear life. And it's going to amaze us what God can do. He's not going to let me be hurt. It says in the book of Proverbs, trust in the Lord and ye shall be safe. But i got to trust in Him. He may jump over some potholes that I think is way too big. He knows more about your situation than you to about everything. God's got you more than that. He's got you more than that. They were powerless before the vast number and they didn't know what to do. They did three things right here. They looked to God, they didn't give up, and they asked. Look, walk, talk. That's what we need to do. Look, walk, talk. They also did one, one other thing, and I didn't read this to you, but if you look at verse 9, Alyssa, could you put that up? 2 Corinthians chapter 20. Yeah, Chronicles, I'm sorry. Chapter 20, verse 9. If you look up at the screen, I took that silhouette of me if y'all didn't know that picture. I'm just kidding. It says, if disaster comes on us, Sword or judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and before you, for your name is in the temple. We will cry out to you because of our distress, and you will hear and deliver. So that's, it's not extra, but that's the scripture that backs up. You know, we look, we walk, we talk. 
We will stand. We'll do whatever it is he wants us to do. We'll cry out and we'll ask him. And he'll give us power to make it through. Amen. Superpower number three and the last one I want to talk about today. The book, the word of the cross, the Bible is loaded down with so many of them. But the last one is we've had push, we've had position, now we have parade. Everybody say parade. Parade. Luke 10, 19 through 20 says, Look, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. Nothing at all will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Don't get too cocky because the Lord will humble the pride. Amen? But I have an authority as servant Christ to trample or parade on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. Listen, amen, we may want to get afraid of the dark, afraid of what's going to come out of the shadows and take care of us. Amen? But that is evil that that is motivating that. Amen? I don't have to be afraid of that because he's given me power to parade on it. I don't have to be afraid to be at the church alone because God's got me. I mean, I don't have to worry and be afraid that Satan is going to come and, and, and harm me. Because he's gave me power to pray over. Matthew 18, 18 says, Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That is a spiritual superpower. I can choose to bind the enemy and lose happiness and joy in my life. See, I'm coming to the place in the age of 43, amen, to where I'm realizing there's some things that happen in life by the way that I choose and believe for it to be. Amen? If I believe, what do you mean, Pastor Brad, by that? If I believe that life sucks, then it's going to suck. Yeah, I said that from the pulpit. We would say it out there, would we not? But if I believe that the joy of the Lord is my strength and I'm going to live every day with the joy of the Lord, amen, and I'm going to operate in what He, in the will that he has for me and he's going to bless my life, then I'm going to operate in that because that's what I choose to lose, amen. If I want to believe the fact that the enemy is messing with my mind and that I, I'm going to live in turmoil every day trying to figure everything out myself, then that's what you're going to live in. Amen? If you choose to get up every day to be mad at the world and think everybody's out to get, uh, uh, to get you, that's what you're going to live in. But I choose life. Amen? I choose amen, the fact that God's got my back and we're going to make it victoriously and that I can overcome the devil instead of him overcoming me. Right. Do, you, do, we, do we understand what that says? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. I mean, if I bind the enemy from messing with my mind, that means it's going to happen. It's going to be bound in heaven. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I choose to lose the freedom of serving God. Happiness, joy, the fruits of the Spirit. I choose to loose those things in my life. Graduates, when you go through life, When I say live life to the fullest, I don't mean full of sin, but full of the blessings of the Lord. Do not ever let the enemy say that you can't have fun serving God. 
can have a blast. And I don't have to drink. I don't have to do drugs. And I can have a hoot of a time. If you don't believe me, just come hang out with me for a while. Amen? We can have a blast. You don't have to have all that stuff. See, the enemy tries to make you think that you do. Yeah. Your friends, motivated by the enemy, tries to make you think that you do. And that you're all alone if you don't. But it's a lie from the enemy. Bind it. Lose the fact that you can have a good time. And feel better about it when you do it. Amen. You don't feel guilty and feel horrible about yourself when it's all said and done. What are we trying to say? We may think that we all have it together. We may think that everything that we're doing and the traits that we have come from us, but they didn't. Every good thing comes from God. And we need to remember that and carry that throughout our whole life. And let our minds be spiritual-based instead of physical. See, if we make it spiritual-based, it will overflow into the physical. Amen? You've got two choices. Listen, there is no lukewarm. Amen? Some of us adults need to remember this, too. There is no lukewarm. There ain't no half-in, half-out type thing. Listen, kids, kids, uh, uh, come on, let's be honest. Anybody ever ask a kid something? I don't know. You going to college? I don't know. What are you going to do when you graduate? I don't know. You know what I started doing with my kids? Maybe right, maybe wrong. I don't know. I did it. But I, don't, I don't know become non-acceptable. Yeah. We need to know. Amen. We need to know. The I don't know is just a, a way of just half in, half out. Yes. Amen. The I don't know, we serve God while it looks good and feels good, but the first time that the enemy comes along and tries to pull us to doing something that we don't need to do, we're back out. There is, in God's eyes, no half in, half out. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that if you're lukewarm, he will spew you out of his mouth. He will spew you. Not just say, not just say, hey, you're wrong, go away. He's not, he's not maybe like mom and dad say, well, you messed up this time. Uh, just don't do it no more. It's kind of the mentality some parents have, if they even discipline at all. Amen. Well, he's just a growing boy. He says he'll spew you out of his mouth. That seems kind of important to me, Brother Mark. Sure is. He'll spew you. There is no half in, half out. Get in or get out. It's better for you to either be in or out. Absolutely. We're going to have rough times, but God can give us the super spot. Power through the Holy Spirit. See, Acts 1 8. See, Jesus, when he went away, he said, I send to you a comforter, the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When you ask Jesus in your heart, it's the Holy Spirit that comes and lives in your heart. And we will receive power when we serve him. Live in the power of God that, that he gave you. Holy Spirit, that's a true superpower. 
And then let's all say amen.